Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, the Titans find themselves on lockdown. We have a mother-daughter reunion, escape plan, and Beast Boy Buffet. All that and more. DC Titans Episode 7, Asylum, starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Taunting with the drowning pool call, girl. That's what's up. <laughs> I never see. I listen. I never it thought I'd see a sister be like drowning pool. <laughs> this is my track. I'm not alone. I thought it I was, was alone. It was that vibe. Yeah, it was right? that vibe. Y'all know why we playing this if y'all don't know. But oh gosh, hello and welcome. DZ Titans After Buzz After Show. Uh, it was a, a crazy, intense episode. I'm your host, Evan T. Mac, but I'm not alone. I'm with the lovely Miss Chauncey. Chauncey, what's going on, girlfriend? Hey, y'all. It's Chauncey K. Robinson. You've been, you've been you're doing double duty tonight. You're just doing flash. Yeah. Just move next door. A lot, a lot of DC stuff. A lot of DC things going on. But um, let's get into it right now. Before we before we start cooking, I'm going to tease a couple things. You know, Rachel's healing ability, the asylum and their methods, the end of Dr. Adamson, unfortunately. Rachel reuniting with her mother. Gar just mauling an orderly. And the asylum escape, of course. But before we delve into all that stuff, John, tell me your overall thoughts of episode seven, your feelings. Comments, questions, concerns. Yeah, I mean, this episode was, I, I wrote down when I was watching it, dark, bloody, and a lot of F-bombs. Really? <laughs> there were so many F-bombs, <laughs> but it was, you know, justified in terms of what they were going through. But it was definitely dark. Right. Like, I mean, it was, and more, it was... I also would say brutal. Yes. But we got a lot of firsts in this episode, which were, well, one particular first, with, like you said, with Gar. And just, I think, a, a different shift in the characters, like right. in their next line, like each of them, another layer was revealed. Absolutely. And what do you, okay, keep, keeping with that method and, and the things you're saying, I like, actually, you not, I wrote down brutal as well. So, and, and you see, put it like this, do you, do you like the way they're going with this? Because you think it's going to be brutal, and you don't. And then, then a nice little episode, and then all of a sudden it gets more intense, and Robin's even more intense. Like, tell me how you feeling about the direction of this show right now? Because I know we we all we're all loving the show right now. Just tell me what you thought when you seen how brutal the Asylum episode was. Yeah, I mean, I thought you know, with every episode, we've had some brutal fight scenes, and I think the reason why this one stood out in particular was because the violence was geared towards them a bit more. Right. I mean, yes, they've gotten in fights before, but usually it's like oh man look what you know Grayson just did to this cop or you know not Grayson but like Starfire did to a cop or Grayson to a bad guy and in this sense in this episode it was happening to them so I think I like what the show is doing and showing that violence affects everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a brutal show. It's a dark show, but yeah. it's not necessarily a show that's telling you, oh, it's so cool to be edgy and dark and broken. Right. It's like, no, there's consequences to this and it can happen to everyone, which I like that gray area. Yeah, I agree with you, especially because going to what you're saying to your point is it was kind of like a retaliation episode. Yeah. Like they were, they were being tortured backs against the wall, kind of like literally, you know, like, like, put it like this, their life probably was on the line. 
whether who knows what their plans were and, and uh, stuff like that but they're thinking their life's on the line so I think they were kind of like justifiably brutal in this episode yeah and there's a lot of things a lot of, a lot of people working on a lot of things you know what I mean yeah. so I thought it was kind of in, appropriately intense yeah I think I agree with you I think it was appropriately intense I think they needed to do that for yeah. things that ended up happening towards yeah. the end because if they couldn't justify why they chose to do like what Starfire ended up doing um, for she did that for Grayson because he asked her to for let's real. put that out there we're gonna get there she did she paused um, we're gonna get to that yeah sure. but like for that to actually happen they had to justify it and it yes. was definitely justified by the end of the episode I was like screw all of the yeah. people in this facility it is what it is yeah 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 <laughs> so we can we start back at the safe house with Dr. Mm. Adamson he's awake he's you know he's uh, he's alive and kicking he requests to talk to Rachel he's been wanting to talk to Rachel yes. he's been thirsty for Rachel since he's been wanting to have a one on one with this young lady yeah. and okay so they, they go back and forth Rachel insists on having this talk um, Dick lets her do it yeah so talk to me about your thoughts when the one on one you know when she encounters Adamson and he and they, and they have a talk and he kind of tells her what she means to the world yeah, I mean, with that, it was like, you know, Rachel really wanted to do it. She's like, what, you don't think I can handle my own? So this was her trying to stand on her out on her own, which, I mean, was fine until it went to crap later. But yeah. it was, I thought it was kind of creepy when she first walks <laughs> in because he's so like, come here, yeah. come in. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what can, is going bro, on? Can you shut the door, please? Right? I'm like, these people are so, I mean, he wasn't as like polite as nuclear fam- as the nuclear family right. was. Because he's more of the boss and everything, but um, it was interesting. I think she was very quick to believe him, but then again, I, at first I did think she was quick to believe him, but I did remember that she has a way of being able to tell when people are lying. Right, right, right. So I was like, okay, that justifies that because she was too quick to kind of think, oh, he's right, my mom's there or whatever like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, when he slit his throat, I was like, oh my gosh. Even though we did see her um, heal the, she didn't know she did it, but yeah. she healed a deer. Um, a, c- a couple episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. of things. She just didn't realize that she healed it. She so, walked away before it completely healed. So we knew she could do that. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting to see it happen and her to realize it. Especially, especially what who he is, what he's done. Mm-hmm. And him, That's a lot of faith. Him taking that <laughs> chance and just just to, listen. People go. He went a far way to prove his point. Is what I'm trying to mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. And I I was impressed that she can heal to that extent because he was losing a lot of blood. Yeah. And and she healed him and he was just like he was like validated. So I thought it was very interesting that that encounter, but then we get to the part where they kind of you know the, you know the group kind of has like a little uh, altercation because he kind of lets her know that the mother's still alive. Yeah, this is not a, this is not a trick. This is not false. She's she's kept here, and um and Rachel of course wants to go find her. Everyone seems to be against Rachel. She kind of storms off, and then we have like this moment where her and Gar, where she's upset at Gar for kind of like not having her back. So tell me what you thought when she, when Gar told her that you know I just I'm just kind of playing the adult, just what I've learned to do when I'm to get yeah. what I want. That was I like that from Gar's perspective. From I, mean, perspective. I didn't. I mean, I didn't like that he kind of. Um, was doing this thing where he was enabling her because I thought I didn't think he should I, right. didn't, I don't think he should enable her but I did like that he was it was you see that with Gar we haven't gotten like really in-depth monologues with him except that one time when he was talking to Rachel about you know how he looks on the plus sides of things yeah. but you know we're seeing in those moments they're doing more show me than tell me with him exactly. with his actions with the way he reacts to stuff and just that little tidbit of I've learned you gotta go along to get along so yeah. you kinda just agree so that they leave you alone and then you do what you want yeah and I like that I like that because that was, for, a, for a moment I kinda paused like dang Gar's, Gar's not with her he's been with her 
I kind of paused. I didn't know he had an ulterior motive. Yeah. Because he actually, actually, wait a minute, he's kind of thinking logically right yeah, now. Yeah. This is a suicide mission. When 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 Dick says no, he wasn't saying no forever. He was like, yo, let me check things out. Let me get the lay of the land. Let me see what's going on. I just, we've been going through a lot. We've been on the defensive for, like, for this whole season. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to make sure we can, we know what we're getting into. So I kind of liked it, the fact that, put like this, I was I was mad at Rachel for, for leaving anyway. I was, I was yes. still with my feelings. I'm like, Girl. Did you feel like she showed her youth? I'm like, yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> like, I'm saying, you know what, we, and we've all been there. We've all been around that age. And I'm like, man, like, you, y'all just got this thing together. Y'all in this nice little safe house. And I was like, damn, Rachel, why you just roll out? You know you're going to get caught. Yeah. So it's one of those things. So they, so they, so they go away. Of course, they, they get caught. Corey and Dick have to go save them. So this is when we kind of get to the asylum, and now give me your first thoughts on the asylum. Give me your do you, had you did you put like this? Do you ever did you think that it was they were trying to distance themselves from the Arkham Asylum because it's still in the DC universe? I know, right? Tell me yeah. what your thought. Because when you hear that word in DC, yes. I don't know why your mind just goes to Arkham. At least my yeah. mind goes to Arkham. Yeah. So what were your thoughts when you like when you when you just kept hearing the word asylum? I'm like, man, I just feel like it's they're in Arkham. I know they're not in Arkham, but I feel like they're in Arkham. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, uh, even the, that asylum had kind of a Gotham vibe to it, right. like a little bit darker, gray and blue. It's not, you know, it's it, it's it's very, I mean, it's very much in line with this show. Yeah. And I did not like the doctors. I did. I did love uh, Corey and Ra- and, and Grayson's um, just their dynamic duo this episode in terms of them getting there. And, you know, Corey already knowing, like, you know, they got... Right. They already got kidnapped. Although, you know, Corey was so sure of herself that they'd be able to... You know, she has this confidence about she her. And this And this intuition. Because she... You know, she was agreeing with, you know, we saw the lines kind of drawn between the adults and the kids, you know, and kind of going in there, um, you know, it only took Dick like an hour or two to basically size up the asylum, right? Because he's he's Dick Grayson and he's learned from the best, you know, in terms of a detective. And I'm just thinking to myself, could Rachel not have waited like a day like he said? Yeah, that's interesting. I read that a couple of the, you know, a couple of the reviews and stuff like that. (laughs) Like you couldn't have waited a day. I'm like, girl, listen, man, he got he got the Wayne tech checking out the schematics and the protocols and the heat signatures. He's doing the robin thing. Let him do his robin thing. I will say that it actually the first thing I thought when they got caught like you were like we were just talking about was I bet he had hoped he hadn't taken that tracker out the yeah. previous episode cause I'm like I bet you wish you had that tracker now you see what I'm saying you just dig it all in your arm just getting all in all defensive in your feelings I'm like yo bro act like he, he, was, he wasn't even grimacing until I was like yo bro you know that hurt man <laughs> I back like that and hurt. So, like, so I, I just going back to what you were saying when they get to the asylum, when when Corey is actually, she's at, at a disadvantage because yo, uh, Dick was like, yo, like we're at the gas lines. It like runs this whole place. Like we'll blow, you'll blow all of us up. And it's one of those moments where they knew they they were caught and they had to kind of just take this loss. They've lost this battle. So what what was your first thought process like when they all got captured? What do you what did you see happen? Did you just see them get experimented on? Do you see this them finding out who they were? Did you what did you see? What did you think? What were your first initial thoughts when they got all like jammed up? Well, going into it knowing that they were that in just the preview episode or whatever that there would be uh, you know, experiments and whatnot. Um, I kind of felt like it would be it would be a waste for them not to want to use 
the Titans. I mean, particularly, I would think, if not anything, uh, Corey and Gar in particular. Right. I mean, Grayson's cool. But, he could probably have been. I mean, I think that's why they put him in that chair because they probably wanted him to be part of the nuclear one of the nuclear family. Yeah. Probably wanted him to be a new dad. That's exactly. Right? That's exactly right. I felt like they probably wanted him to be a new dad, and I don't know what they had planned 100%. for Gar and Corey because you know they had the they have powers and whatnot. But it was definitely like, well, how can we use them? Yes. And I'm just kind of. I mean, just in the way that they were so quick to try to incorporate them, it's kind of like, well, who are these people? Because this goes beyond, this has to go beyond this mansion, this building, this asylum. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah, this is about, you know, Rachel's dad and the demon or whatever he is. Yeah. But what's he, what is he connected to? Exactly. You know, why are they so sure? And they keep on dropping like the organization and what that is. I love that thought though about what they were doing, boy, with Dick. I'm telling that's what they were probably doing. Mm -hmm. They were going to make, because you know, he's, with all all due respect, he ain't like, he can't transform. (laughs) No. You know, I love you. I love you, Dick Grayson, (laughs) but you, you know, without the suit and the gadget, you are like, you just like a real, like a, like a adorable, like a ninja, man. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Good, really look, good, good looking ninja. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's one of those things where I thought it was very interesting. I thought um we were talking about it off air, like about how when like Corey, we, we wish they would have emphasized a little bit more with, with Corey's situation and cause because she was getting like brutally tortured. Yeah, it was I mean, I think and maybe that's what they're setting up, this idea of uh getting in more into like who she is because they were like once again it's this great thing they're doing with the show yes. where it's more show me instead of tell me yes. and it's like while they're working on her it's like oh she seems to be regenerating yeah. it wasn't just like oh she just suddenly found that out one episode I in Lottie Dog Land it was like no while she's being tortured oh she seems to you know she heal already healed quickly. up and I mean that was cool to learn about Corey in such a bad way to learn yeah. it but it was great to kind of we're learning more of her powers too probably something she didn't even know Absolutely. because of her amnesia she probably didn't know she could regenerate like that well, and that kind of gets me to what my other point so did you think this was going to be an episode where they found out more about their powers and their abilities you know kind of like i thought this was going to be the episode where like gar was going to have some kind of you know kind of moment you know come to jesus moment where he's going to turn into like an eagle and just like fly yeah, out like a different <laughs> animal i was hoping that but no well i think um it would have been cool mm-hmm. um i think in this episode it was a little it was probably more character work than anything because I mean, I don't know where mm. Rachel's mom, the significance of her. Maybe she'll know more information um, about the dad and who he is. We'll right. probably learn more of that because, I mean, hey, if you had this kid, you must have interacted with her father. Must so, have. Rachel, I mean, I'm guessing their next conversation is, uh, like, what's my dad like, yeah. right? So, I mean, that was one plot point in advance. and But I think it was more character work, but not, like, right, not a filler right. episode. I didn't feel like it was a filler episode. That's good. Um, it was definitely, the things had to happen. Yes. It just had to happen in such a brutal way, especially with, I think maybe we have, well, maybe not. It's never, we're never <laughs> done with Dick Grayson's like broodingness. Yeah. Yeah. Things. Listen, listen, my man was, he was, he was stewing <laughs> a little bit in this episode. He got, Charles, he got some things to work out. He got with some himself. Things. Yeah. He got some issues. <laughs> Literally. Uh, before we, before we <laughs> dive into those issues, Charles, can you just give me a little bit of information? Tell the people where they can subscribe and like and find us and whatnot. For sure. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, 
sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to serve television fans. Mm. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments uh, once you watch our video, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you, Miss Chauncey. So now I want to talk about the end of Dr. Adamson. It was kind of abrupt. It was kind of sudden. It was awesome. It really was, though. It really was. I didn't... I don't know how long... Did you think that was going to happen? I did. I was holding on to him longer for some reason. I don't know why I was holding on to him like like tightly. I was like, he's going... He's going to be He's going to be at the end. Episode 11. But I... So I was broadsided when he just got... I mean, just... Oh, my goodness. Talk... Tell me... But <laughs> tell me what you were doing, your first thoughts when he died. I I loved it for one. Man, I mean, this show, like I said, it, it may you know you don't relish in the violence, no. but just like last episode with Jason Todd, Todd I love that fight and how brutal he was. Not that I'm against like beating up innocent people, but but when they build <laughs> it up, when they make it work, and they did it again with this episode where with after you're watching everything they're going through yes. that he's putting them through for her to take back the healing I was like oh and then I thought oh, to man. myself because he had told them I know everything there is to know about Rachel well you didn't know that part you, know that, bro. you didn't know she could take back healing you know that, bro. unless that's a new thing she kind of developed and that's the thing she has so many layers and they don't know everything about her they think they, yeah. know, they think they know everything about her but just going to what you're saying is like that that moment where he was way too smug I'm like bro where did you get this <laughs> thing where y'all was cool like that yeah. you you know, you've been like trying to chase her. Like the person she thought was her mother got killed in front of her. Like she's like, why would you think you wouldn't rile her up to the point where she would try to kill you, bro? You know that's I like you know how powerful she is. I just thought it was interesting. He was kind of like, and when he, like what she did, he was like kind of like how like uh, what I know <laughs> like and like I, it was like yeah you didn't know that but also it was kind of like he's just sitting like you said it's like he's really trustworthy of her and I guess I mean his leverage was oh we'll kill your friends but okay not if I kill you first yeah. how did you think she wasn't going to be able to kill you she like literally like in the first episode went into <laughs> a man and tore him out from the inside man I, I still ain't over that yeah and I'm just like so you're just chilling there in the office with no glass or anything chilling though like did you did you think only like like how was she not going to be able to get to you in time to like before you called anybody which exactly what she did she killed you before you were able to make a call did you uh did you have any thoughts because you know it's, it's nitpicking um, <laughs> i don't know but do you did you care how he got away and was in the office you know what i mean like did, did, um <laughs> it's the, i i um, don't know because it was like how did they know maybe he had a tracker but then again if that's what was the case why, they just roll tra- up in the safe why house? didn't they roll up in the safe house why wait till they go to the asylum why it's, have him there it's nitpicking, I know, but it's one of those things. I was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, that was a little bit of a plot hole. Yeah, just right like, because he was like, he was chilling, but you know what I mean? Like in a, like in a smoking jacket in a, on an office, just chilling, you know what I mean? Unless maybe he was a clone, but she, no, because she did his thing, so no, no. Yeah, I, I was, I was just, I was just wondering. <laughs> I was just, just look at what thought process. So we get to the point where Rachel reunites with her mom. Mm-hmm. The, it is a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of, she's not sure if it's her mother. It's this moment where her mother doesn't think it's her. It's this moment where Rachel's sitting around like this could be the moment but I don't know because I've been li- like who to trust you know what I mean I'm just starting to getting my trust issues back like my trust back in people like what are your what are your thoughts about the scene um, did you like it did you like how Rachel kind of portrayed it I think I think she gets better as the episodes go along 
I th- I I agree with she's you. A, I think I mean I think she she does not you know fall into the trope completely where because sometimes there's a trope in these kind of genre uh, shows and stuff where the younger person is usually the kind of the baggage or whatever like they make stupid decisions that make the other stars or have whatever to go, have, have to them. go do they they keep things happening by being not stupid but being like making bad decisions and i was a little worried when in the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode when she went off i'm like oh my gosh are they making her be that character who just always gets kidnapped right. and they always have to save her so it was nice that i mean her intuition was right to go and want to save her mom because right. she wanted her mom and she is someone we've seen that that she wants a family Absolutely. you know she's always felt it's clear she's always felt lonely and by herself which is why she hangs on to like starfire and everything and and dick and all that so it was good um i'm interested to see what what goes on with the mom i once again it goes back to her powers of how she's able to tell when people are telling the truth i guess that's a nice trick because it's like i mean it makes it so she can trust people and be so close to them so quickly that's that's how i give her points because yeah. sometimes if if she didn't have that power i'm always like she is so quick because yeah <laughs> to exactly be and trust people unless and you have to be really good like the grace and the fooler you have yeah to be, like, really really good because she can see like in, like internally and stuff like that so i thought it was kind of cool reunion you know it was good to you know it's there's there's a lot of dark moments in the in the season so it's good to have a just a silver lining every now and again but i wanted to i know your favorite subject brooding brooding robin i want to talk quick about brooding. <laughs> listen listen I'm listen charlie it's almost He's working things out. I need you back off my man, Brandon Thwaite. Listen, he's, he's um, listen, he's okay. He was captured against his will. He was pumped for like four hundred thousand cc's of like yellowy liquid. Man, we don't, we didn't know what that was. He didn't. Since this was this was like a forced brooding moment. He wasn't even trying to brood in this episode, Chauncey. So like, I guess. So, so talk to me about the dream sequence where he's like beating him on his own self up. How did you interpret what was going on? Well, I did say when when his younger self was beating him up. And and saying you're the reason why we're the monster. It's not Bruce. It's not these people. Wow. I love that so because I. I was like, finally, right. you are telling yourself the truth. Because up to this point, has and I said this before. I was like, why does he? Why is he so hostile towards Bruce? That's your fault. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he took you in like he didn't kill your parents he treated you well and he he made it so you were a warrior so and you could protect take yourself. It and protect yourself and all this time you had such a you know even when Jason Todd was around he was like he'll turn you into this and it's like well look he's like hey. yeah so I love the fact that his and I don't know whether he'll take that to heart you know but I love the fact that his younger self was kind of telling him maybe was probably telling him his worst fears of what he really thought right. which was it's not Bruce and them that you're angry at. It's yourself. It's you you hate. Absolutely. You're the one that made this decision. So you don't like yourself. Absolutely. You made... Like, I like that the younger self was like, Robin was supposed to fix everything and you corrupted Robin. Wow. And I was like, that is perfect because maybe now he'll take responsibility and accountability and can finally move on. Do you think? <laughs> do you think it was in his younger form that because... That's the form that's never really gotten over what's happened to his parents. Mm-hmm. You think that's why it was projected like the younger, the younger version, like bro, like you sh- should you have to get through what's going on before, and you like you corrupted the version of Robin, and we this could have been like a this could have been a nice little therapy me- like session, man. But you over here killing people and breaking necks and being all mad at Bruce Wayne, and <laughs> right? Six, like leaving leaving the Dark Knight, the greatest superhero of all time. Yes, he really I, is. Though. I mean, he really is. And <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like, I think I don't know. Did you think that maybe his younger self killed? 
killed his Robin because he like knocks him out like oh, he's beating up and maybe that's why it connected to him burning like letting the Robin suit burn because like maybe his younger self finally just killed the Robin he had wow. become so he needed to get rid of that Robin finally well, that's a good thought that's why I asked you why, well, how'd you interpret it because I know they wanted you to interpret it a certain way that's I did, that's interesting because he was it was like a brute that was brutal in itself yeah like baby Robin was beating up Robin like bad man yeah. I was like maybe he was maybe he was like getting that like getting that last like bit like you need to let go bro yeah and move on to the next chapter you're like whatever that may be mm-hmm. whether you're a cape crusader or not you need to move forward bro because this is this is killing you so at with that being said when you when they were kind of like kind of like a form of torture but they were trying to break robin and then we get to the point where raven's is going like she's making the rounds man she's like saving people she's she's hitting up places you know what i mean she's, she's, she's trying to find the crew i think this was a good moment where raven I like that Raven was like the hero in this episode because she's kind of was always I didn't I didn't always get that instinct. She like she always fought like based on instinct and or like fear or the other Raven come like I just like that she was going around kind of literally just getting her homies out of like lockdown. Would tell me how you thought about her going like door to door being like, "Yo, let's roll. Come with me if you want to live." I'm gonna honest with you. Stop part- hating, though. <laughs> <laughs> Face. You know, I seen your face. And the first thing I thought, I was like, "That's the least you can do." For because, real, uh, they got caught because of you. That's real. I swear, I was like that too. Listen, I'm I, like, "That's the least you can do." I Gar had straight up killed a man for the first time. And you see your boy Trimmer. You know what I mean? And it's like, first of all, you could have turned and killed that guy. Gar Easy. ended up doing it. He ends up. He comes out of his stupor like, "What did I just do?" And you're like, "We've got to go find." Rob. I'm like, I'm like hold "Whoa, whoa, hold on now." I was like, yo, Rachel. He's, <laughs> he has spent his his brief boy life just growling at people and not touching them. This was a traumatic he moment. He was like spitting out the dude's flesh after Man, he changed. It was raw. He's like, had, he had dry, when they left, he still had dried blood on Man, his face. This is why I was hating on Raven in this episode. Yeah, and hating. that's what I'm saying. I was, so when you said she was kind of there, I was like, I don't know about that. You know, but she, she kind of was saving well, lives. I mean, well, she was the only one that wasn't getting tortured, yeah, wasn't she? She was that sitting is, pretty. That is like, it is like spilling something and then cleaning up yourself. Yeah. Though. It really is. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this mess on the floor. I will clean it. And everyone's like, you made so it. Right. You cleaned it, but you you were the one that spilled that, though. You you spilled that drink. Oh, man. You know, that's I, true. Wasn't, I was I was like, okay, thanks for that. Thanks for getting him out of the cage. And now he has to kill a man. Man, it's like speaking of the Beast Boy buffet, man, when he was, when he was, <laughs> yeah, when he was eating the guy, I was, for a second, I just thought he was just kind of angry because he was getting tortured. But I was like, oh, wait a minute. He about to, oh, he's mauling this dude. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to process. He was mauling him because you know Beast Boy's philosophy I was like he's been he's so drugged up and he's been so like he's kind of like they, they were put like this what they were doing was working yeah if he wouldn't have gotten there, they would have turned him into like a, a killing machine. Yeah. Who knows? And who knows if they would have been able to activate certain animal? Who knows what they could have been doing? Yeah, they were shocking him and things like that. He was already on edge. Although when Raven first came in, he was like, "Oh yeah, cool, that's your mom." And so he seemed like regular Gar. <laughs> and then the guy came back, and he was like, he did not let up because he could have stopped. The guy was already mauled. <laughs> I mean, he's nothing. good. I'm like, he kept at it. He killed that guy. He's dead. And I mean, when they, it was so, and it was so brutal that they kept with it because I'm thinking, oh, he's going to change and he wipes his mouth. That's what I thought. He spit out chunks of this dude. I was like, they are not, even like, like what we were just saying about the Robin and other scene, that was brutal. This was brutal. Like, it was just like, they were not skimming on showing you how brutal the aftermath of this violence that was going on was happening. And that, and that, that kind of leads me to what I was wanted to talk to you about is like, that's like the platform that they have, the the platform that the DC has with this new, this new subscription. And I know that, you know, met with, met with controversy because I, I, you know, I got Netflix and I got Hulu yeah. and I got Amazon, you know what I mean? So it was like, it's, 
it's it was people were like you know reluctant to spend another seven ninety nine eight dollars on something, but don't you think? Do you think it's worth it? I think it's worth it. That this is what you get. You get content that's not messing with kind of like the family friendly on you know CW type yeah. thing, like like the Flash and Green Arrow. It's it's it still has its violence, but and you know yeah. what I mean. But it's it's literally it's its own separate entity. Do you think that it's that they're kind of like validating what what people have in store and what people can look forward to coming up in these next like the next shows that they launch, like what the wiggle room they have with the the R rating and stuff like. That. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean this sh- this uh, particular show, this particular episode, um, really exemplified that because it was like. We wouldn't be able to do this on network TV. No. I mean, maybe if they had went straight to Netflix and did some original deal with Netflix, they would have done that. But hey, it was like, no, we want to control it ourselves. We want to have all DC stuff. And I think this episode was this. They wouldn't have been able to do this Titans mm. any other way. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to do it this way on any other kind of platform. 100%. And I think we're getting something so unique here right. considering it's the first live action and it's so it's so dark but not like that edgy dark where everyone's doing drugs and isn't that so yeah, edgy yeah, yeah. but it's more like character development it's more like these people this is the real grittiness of trying to be superheroes mm. of having powers it's not all flowers and daisies it's true you know I mean there's still joy there's still humor in the show but, which is great yeah, yeah. but they keep that darkness there you gotta bring levity to any show especially any show like that yeah. and it's always cool to bring that levity but you're right there's brutal moments and I think they're they're picking their spots quite well. This episode, to me, they they wanted to show what they can do, and they wanted to show that you know it's it's not. Like I said it was, I put like this is appropriate appropriate brutality. So then we get like I said, Rachel's making her rounds. Now she goes to my man, you know, little boy Wonder. He's in he's in the trance. He's a, he's a, he's in another place right now. He's yeah. a, he's zoning out. Eyes rolling the back of his head, and like Rachel, you got to snap out of it. And, and then Mom's already she's already calling it. She's like, listen, I've been here for a while. <laughs> like, like they broke they out. broke this dude. <laughs> and you know, and then Raven has her, like cute little monologues. And you promised that you would never leave me. Yeah. And she, you know, she showed a little range. I, mean, I thought she was. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> Show some range. Shout out to your the girl. Least she can do. Yeah, shout out to your girl. Yeah, cause you are you messing things up. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Raven. So like, no. So so then he snaps out of it. Said, yeah, you're right. I did promise. Yeah. And then you know he's back in Robin mode. So we got we got. But but last last but last person on the agenda is Corey. And I want you to just tell me about. Just Corey in this whole episode, tell me your thought process on how she, because she, I think she's so many layers as far as how she just, she's always different to me, yeah. you know what I mean? And just talk to me about that. I'm so ready to dig into Corey. Like, Peace, I right? mean, that sounded weird, but I'm so ready to. <laughs> Teron's like, yo, that's my job. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Teron would say that. Um, I'm so ready to get into her character because we saw, so we, first of all, we saw her, we've, we've seen her detective skills yes. before. Um, and we saw it again this episode when they were talking to the guy earlier, like, you know, Grayson was doing a thing about holding him against the window, against right. the thing, but it was her that heard the thing about Angela. And right. she was like, oh, who's that? I mean, but out of the two of them, that's Grayson's the detective, but she was like, oh, wait a minute. He said a, Angela. And that well, that's showed. That's a great thought. Yeah, it showed their do, it showed them being such a great duet. They you are, know, though. they really. They just worked so well together and just what they were figuring out, the way they were bouncing off of each other. And you saw this level, Corey, of being so capable. And it's probably the first time maybe Dick has worked with someone who is capable and also kind of a little bit more levity to them or whatever that she has. Um, And and then that scene, the scene of... um, 
you know, her agreeing with him mm-hmm. against, you know, Rachel in a sense. And she was like, you know, I don't want to agree with him. Yeah, I don't like, like this, doing this that. Like pain but to me. This makes sense. <laughs> which shows that they still have this combative thing. And I don't know, just her being on that, uh, it, was, it was so painful to watch. Right. Because also if you... Um, just knowing, I think, uh, Starfire's, like, or- origin in the comics, like, she's been tortured before. Yes, yes, yes. So, it was kind of, it might have been a play on that. That's what it definitely you was. You know? Definitely. And I wonder if they keep with that thing of her being tortured, if that may be... You know, if we're gonna see some aftermath, that's of right. That with what, her. If, what if they just because they did a good job of this kind of she's she's escaped. What if that really did do something to her? Yeah, maybe it'll jumpstart things. Maybe it'll put her in a different place. But but I like I like those those points that you made about like what a strong female character, a strong person of color, a strong female person of color that's a black woman, black woman, strong character. They did such a good job making her strong that when she was tied down, you felt some type of way. Yeah, she was helpless. They didn't put anesthesia on. You know, she's just feeling this pain. Unbelievable. Being tortured, being experimented on like an animal of some sort. And it was just like, wow. And and, and keeping to what you're saying, the theme of that, which made her even more such a dynamic character is even at the end, she still... Had the cool head to ask Dick if it was like if it was cool, you know what I mean? She she was not in rage mode, like you know what I'm gonna kill all these people for what they did to me. She still had that, like, are you sure about this? Yeah, and just many many layers for the Starfire man. So she's she's a very good character, I mean. which yeah. But just that's all. That's literally all I was getting at right there. No, it's just like the way and like goes back to how they played off of each other in that moment, right? It was like. He lets everyone else walk by and he catches her. Mm. And it's like this thing where, I mean, they're doing it very subtle, but I really do think they're building them up as somewhat kindred spirits of like duality between one another because he knows he can ask her to do it. Absolutely. You know, and that she may consider it. And we were kind of talking about this in kind of the roundabout way off air about, about how like when you have a, when you, when you create uh, characters, everyone knows, people know these characters. And if you don't, then, then you're getting to know them. They, they have an opportunity to they, to change little things about the relationship, not always stick exactly to the comic or exactly to the cartoons you guys have watched. Like, so I, I like that they're able to do to do a couple different things in this show and make their dynamic a little bit different. I just I think it's a really cool thing they're doing right now, and it's it's um like I said, it's I think they're getting getting towards the end of the season, you know, and they're they're doing really good things. I still want the romance though. I think I think this, we're gonna get it because you I know think. they got a little they got a little passion now they want to you know what I mean let's get it to was the, lust and I think now it has to get to the point where he actually like really I ship it y'all so I <laughs> I want that although I ship it but I, I I'm like just seeing how he may be acting next episode and stuff like that I'm just like I don't know about you like yeah. I don't know if you deserve her at yeah, this point yeah, bro, you gotta listen. he's gotta go he gotta he got, got some you gotta work some things <laughs> out Dick Grayson for real so okay now we got we get to the escape the everybody's all round up you know what I mean so we get to this moment this huge thing and this is the part I wanted to get to man tell me what the tell me what the hell's going on with Robin why was Robin so turnt it's not like I was mad I was feeling it <laughs> I was sitting there just in awe why was he so he's like I got this <laughs> that, was like, that was good uh, that was good uh, but just, yeah, acting yo there. I'm trying to channel my plates you know what I mean shout out to your boy from Australia but look how no how Chauncey why tell me can you just cause I like I like director choices I like what Jeff Johns is doing his thing I like everybody that's a part of the show but like give me 
why did you think it was so brutal? What do you get? Give me your. He was at his most bare. Right. I mean, they laid him bare. Could you imagine if you've had this brutality inside of you that you've been battling with? And literally, what we discovered, and maybe what he knew the whole time, is that he really was fighting the demon within wow. himself of what he considered maybe he, you know this whole loathing, hmm. self loathing, loathing that he's been going through. Wow. And when like someone's laid you bare, yeah, you laid me bare, but I'm mad as heck that you did that to yeah. me. You basically tortured my mind, and you know. Man. We talk about we did talk about how like Corey and them have other powers, but one of the things about because when he was being drugged, they said he seems to be able to his heart rate and stuff is going, but he's controlling his mind. his mind, just like Batman. You know, Dick Grayson has this thing of being ridiculously intelligent, Absolutely. right? And they played that up not in suit, but he's just really smart. He's able to like control himself. Yeah, she was like, it must be his training. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think what we saw was just a man laid bare, and it was a great scene. Oh, it was, it was awesome. brutal. At first, I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, Corey can do hand-to-hand combat, too. Why didn't she? But I was like, okay, she just got off the gurney, I guess. Real but talk. she, I mean, I kind of felt like she could have came in, but I think maybe, I also liked that while he was doing that, though, Ra- Rachel's mom was wincing the whole time, right? Yes. She was like, "Oh my god, what is who? Who are your friends?" Yeah, like, yeah. She looked like she was looking at him, like, "Who are these people that you have gotten yourself involved you with?" This dude is right? his mom. She looking because she was looking at Rachel like, "What?" And then you know, guards kind of looking down, like, "Yeah," and you know, Rachel's like. You know, but if you look at Corey during that scene, she's looking at it straight on. Yeah. She's not winching Y'all at all. check that she's out. just um, like... You, I'm, you had such a good recollection. Like, y'all check that out if y'all don't remember seeing that. Run that back. Let's... To see what they're all doing. Yeah. Especially Rachel. Rachel has like this blank stare like, yeah, man, she's Robin, like, Robin in his bag right now. Yeah, but Corey's just like... She is looking... Yep. yep. <laughs> like I told you, you got some things you need to work out. <laughs> yeah, she and knew. It, and what did, you, what did you think about the choice of them? Like, none, none of them doing anything, though. Why do you think like none of them just did like anything at all? Like, yo, Dick, no, we good, bro. They, his legs is broke, his arms broke. Do you think a part of it was just like let's let this man work out his stress, or do you think a part of, like you know, good, whatever? I think it was a mixed bag. I mean, Gar had just basically killed a man. He's How's he gonna stop and be like, you shouldn't do? I just ate somebody <laughs> back there. I'm not like, gonna step real? in and be like, you shouldn't beat these people to a bloody pulp. Beast bowling, <laughs> you know. And Corey, she was just tortured. I, I think Corey was definitely like, yeah, fine, whatever. If they die, they die. Yep. Although she wasn't actively doing it until he, you know, asked her to. Hmm. Once again, Corey killed for this man, y'all. Remember that. <laughs> she killed for Dick in this episode. And getting back to what you're saying, speaking of that, Corey asked, "If are we doing this?" That line, that 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 the, the mere fact that she asked him that, the mere fact that that's my my favorite part. I have so many favorite parts of the season. Every time I I say this is my favorite part of the season, they update it with the episode. This is like little stuff like that. Like they, he's the clear cut leader of that group. Oh yeah. If if there was any question who the leader of the Titans are, that right there, Corey don't need to ask him for permission. She goes, "Are we doing this?" Yeah, and he was like, "It has, it, has, it all has then." And she was like, "All right, all right." You know, and then she let the, the place on fire. I just thought that was an amazing part to show their dynamic and show that's that's the leader of the group, man. The man with the least amount of that's why I love the that's why I love the, love the Titans concept because he has no power. He's smart and he can fight, but that's the leader. You know what I mean? I just thought it was really good. It was a brutal moment. You're right. That Corey killed for Dick Grayson, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of dead people in that asylum. Yeah. 
You know, because the thing is, I did see online some people are saying like, oh my gosh, DC Titans turned Robin into, turned Dick Grayson into a mass murderer. And so this was before I saw the episode and I'm like, what did he, I mean, I was like, I don't want to read this because like spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I was like, what, did he kill a lot of people? But then in watching the episode, I'm like, you know, that's typical. Y'all aren't even acknowledging that it was the woman that did the heavy lifting <laughs> in the sense. <laughs> that's real. That's that, uh, you know, yeah, Dick Grayson wasn't the one that turned into a mass murderer. He straight up asked Corey he to asked do that. He asked a question. He goes, you got enough juice in the <laughs> right? tank? That is typical, man. See, that's <laughs> like, a, see, this, that is how everybody has been programmed. They've been programmed uh, throughout society <laughs> and TV. That man do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Y'all just a little damsel in distress. I'm like, Corey straight killed those people. Corey gets like the channel like the sun, man. Like, y'all need to listen. I'm telling you, he was like, can you, can you do me a favor, baby? Can yeah. just like this on mm-hmm. fire? He just like this. He's like, you got enough? I can, I'm like, whoa. I definitely don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wanted to kill those people. The cops are laying on the floor. It's like, nope. Kill him. Hey, I thought that was. And she did it. And she did it. And she walked out of there just swinging her hips and just kind of <laughs> walked out. And then she goes up to him and she's like, You ready? I know Teron was invested in that man. Because she, she's, she's, she's like, She didn't wear the coat anymore. Now she's all bodies. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Starfire. But, uh, <laughs> so, okay. So now we get to one of my favorite parts as well. Like, it's just like visually, imagery wise, is, you know, you just get the, the Robin suit burning. Now, this is now you know so this is pretty much it now now the, that yeah. that I believe was the um, the story and, and director telling you that the Robin era has ended. Good. So now, do you think you do you think from this point on will you ever see him in a Robin costume from henceforth? No, um, I think that particular scene was him letting go. Yeah. Um, in whatever capacity, for good or bad. Yes. Um, the Jason Todd episode kind of started that right. journey yes. of him like I can't do it anymore. If Jason Todd is like walking around as it, but it's like, well, what else do I do? Like, do I just not just do I just straight up become a detective? And maybe. That might be what he tries or something yeah. in burning it. Maybe he doesn't want to be a Cape Crusader anymore. But we all know that, you know, that can't last because, you know, when you have those abilities, you usually have to employ them. So um, it was symbolic. But I do like that Corey came over and like, look, I know you want to watch this burn or something, but Bruh. we got to go. You got to hold him. Yeah, there's, there's authority. Like, I just killed all these people while you were standing here burning your suit. He's brooding a little bit. You know what I mean? A little more brooding. And you're right, though. So this, I just like also what you're saying, like, it is kind of like the end. Like, he doesn't know what he wants to be, but he definitely doesn't want to be Robin anymore, yeah. I believe. Whether he does or doesn't, like, he can't come back to being Robin. And and I think that's going to be a great segue into him coming into my favorite version of Dick Grayson, Nightwing. But um, with that being said, man, that, like I said, I, all in all, Chauncey, I love the episode. You're right. It wasn't like, it wasn't a filler episode. We got things. Yeah. Yeah. Dressed. Things Stuff happen. Happened. People got their legs internally. Broke. Next got <laughs> slick. You know what I mean? Mama, mama and daughter hugging it up. You know what I mean? We got a couple things. You got Starfire murdering orderlies. You know, and so it's like it's a lot of things happen. But with that being said, uh, DJ, can you cue that news track, brother? Johnny on the spot. Yes, we got some news and gossip. One in particular, the war continues when it comes to DC and Marvel, particularly now with Titans right in the center of it, because Titans fans are calling out voters and reviewers uh, for being racist and quote-unquote cartoon nerds And as they review-bombed the IMDB page. Um, Another day, another war in the (laughs) fandom, y'all, because uh, some Titans fans are really mad 
mad because uh, it looks as though there was a floodgate of reviewers that brought down the overall score on um, oh. on the on, on Titans. Stop. And it was seemed like it all happened in like a, a wave recently. And basically, DC fans are either thinking these people are racist or they're Marvel spies. They probably are. Maybe because some commenters are saying, "Let's be honest as to why they hate the show." There's a black woman in the prominent role because we all know that so Starfire thing has been a controversial and for some reason still a controversial hey, yo, topic. Starfire is an alien. She exactly. is not white. <laughs> you know? And then um, many you know people are saying that maybe it has something to do with the idea of it not being the cartoon. You know, they're saying many reviewers have also compared the live action series to the cartoon, making a commenter say, you know, please stop. You know, it's a not a replica as watched by children. And then finally, one commenter saying, you know, the majority of one star reviews are the racist brigading. They do it even time every time a character, in this case, an orange alien from Word a different planet, uh, you know, exists and is cast as you know, a black person or whatnot. So there's the there's the eternal uh, DC Marvel one, and our show DC Titans is uh, stuck in the middle. So right, right in the middle. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Dang, Chauncey, that's some good stuff yeah. right there. And then finally, we have. A nice, cool announcement after that, you oh, know, yeah. hostility. Yeah. Um, it's a wondrous announcement because <laughs> uh, you'll like my play on words in a second. Um, we have Wonder Girl herself is coming to AfterBuzz TV. Connor Leslie, who makes her DC Titans debut this Friday in this Friday's episode yes. coming up as Donna Troy. Wonder Girl will be here with us, Evan and I, in the studio tomorrow, Wednesday, where we'll be doing an interview with her getting hopefully some scoops. We're going to try to get all kinds of the spoilers. We want the season finale. <laughs> we want all that. We're going to get all this. We're going to get this, the dirt. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the news and gossip. Thank you, Miss Chauncey. That's interesting, though, the DC stuff. That's because I'm, I'm, it might be a combination of both what you're saying right there, but that could be just a Marvel, just Marvel hate. I don't want to go to racism, racism round. I'm not, I'm not the first one to always do that. I'm Switzerland or Sweden, whoever's yeah. neutral. It is with, <laughs> listen, man, y'all need to understand something before we get up out of here, man. Listen, Marvel, DC, they are both amazing products. They were awesome. They, they, you yeah. know what I mean? They, they, they was even back in the day when I was growing up, they did Marvel vs. DC, the comic, and it was one of the greatest comic series of all time. Yeah. If y'all don't know anything about it, look it up. They got it on eBay, I'm sure. It is an amazing comic series. And they merged, and they had a lot of stuff. Yeah. We had Batman vs. Wolverine. We had some cool stuff going There's on. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. No reason to fight, guys. Stop, you know what I mean? Switzerland. So, like, <laughs> before we get out of here, yo, DJ, can you cue that predictions track, brother? Yeah. And now, yeah. you're after Buzz TV. What you got, Chauncey? What's going on now? We seen the trailer, we seen the teaser, yes, but still try we to. Are, we're seeing Wonder Girl, like we were just saying. I think she's going to be close to Dick. I think she's going to be able to maybe figure out Starfire. Um, I'm excited to see Starfire's Corey's um, thing. That seems like what we're going to get. So I'm right. excited about that. And I want, I wanted, I want it to be confirmed that she's a princess. I just want her to be a princess. So That's, I like that. <laughs> see, I like that. Yeah, and, and I like what you're saying there. Like as far as Corey, like they've been doing a good job of like slow building. I know we've been asking, we've been clamoring for it to see like what, okay, what they're going to do, when they're going to explain her. And I think you're right about that. I think they're going to kind of give us at least the biggest show they've ever, ever, ever given us. I think there's going to be a little bit of like a thing between like Dick and, you know what I mean, Wonder Girl. It's like kind of like a comment on like, you know, like, well, how, where you been? You know, what's going on? Can I stay at your place? I see no more boys. Can I stay at your place? It's going to be kind of like a, you know what I mean? There's going to be a little bit of sexual tension in there, really? man. I, just a little bit. I think it's going to be brother and sister. Brother and sister? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm trying, I guess I'm trying to get some, I'm trying to get to the down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's all I have 
for my predictions, man, I don't want to get too much into this because I love being surprised. Um, but before we get out of here, Chanta, can you please tell the lovely people at home where they can find you and what you do and how you do it? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chanta KR and on Instagram at Miss Chanta K and on Rotten Tomatoes as I am official film and TV critic there. Um, the Robe God is not with us right now, but you can find him everywhere. I am Tehran. You know that, man. You know what I mean? You love to love him. You love to hate him. It don't matter. He always got something good to say. Follow your boy. He'll be back this week, I am sure. And I'm Evan T. Mac, Instagram and Twitter. Um, We're going to see y'all soon. Oh, tomorrow, me and Chauncey. Y'all check us out, man. Shout out to everybody, man. Y'all are all awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.